give a code or something. Be like, yeah. you know, the bird flies at midnight, and they'd be like, <laughs> you know, now we have to go to Vulcan. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Paul. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Uh, this week we are talking about episode 76, A Mock Time. So this, this, we've only had three left, right? Um, yep. And I've got a bunch Including of pepperidge farm. Uh, I've got a bunch of pepperidge farm. We could do it quick, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, put that away. We have lots to talk about with this episode. Well, we it's do, so but good. you have you have a quick guess on this one too, right? The I still say the mint Milano's because if I keep guessing the same Wait, thing, maybe I'll actually these, get. Are these all the mean? Irish? I almost said the Irish cream Milanos. I was so close. I was like, no, he doesn't have the Irish cream Milanos. He has the mint ones. And now I'm mad at myself. Are those oh, different boy. things? You know, that's why I held them up because I was like, wait, are those the mint ones? I'm not sure I've seen the mint ones. No, those are oh. Irish cream. They're different. I've had both. Really hard to open. <laughs> are they seasonal? Um, the mint ones? The mint ones? No, I don't They don't so. say so. Oh. They do say new, so... They're not that new. I've had them before. Yeah, that's, that's my thought. Anyway, anyway, this episode. Are we just going to talk about how much we love this episode for all the times? Because I well, we can also talk episode. about how this is the first episode to have the words to the song. The Star oh, yeah. Trek song. Yeah. La, 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 oh, la, really? la, la, la. Huh. Yeah, because it's the first one of season two. <laughs> mm. I just... Okay, now we can be done talking. Okay, now we can... <laughs> this one... Um, we had to acknowledge that there is an opera singer now. I hadn't seen this one in a long time. Um, and I feel like I'm going to toss out... Not uh, Boy, this isn't a bad episode, but I feel like I remember liking it more. And there's just a lot of downtime in this episode. There is... But I still like it because I feel like the tension is really good throughout because you don't know what's up with Spock and, like, he's acting weird and, like, yeah. know, Bones, as usual, does it, hasn't done any research, so he has no idea what's going on. And No, no, there is no way to do research because mm. he even says, like, he, like, basically, like, getting, like, medical access to, like, medical papers on Vulcans is, like, Fort Knox. And he's like, Squawk, I don't know, like, Jim. But you're probably right. He probably is too busy drinking to like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's be real. But, but I, they're like, a... yeah, like the Vulcan medical journals have like some sort of like access, like <laughs> stop on. They them. have like, subscription fees. They have subscription fees. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, just like and the Federation. No currency. The Federation doesn't want to pay them. Yeah, rightly so. Um, so it's so complicated for Bones to get these. Anyway, I love the opening though, which is I think wait, like uh, the first thing that you might be alluding to, Abby. Here's the thing about the opening though: why is Kirk climbing a ladder in a Jeffrey's tube? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why is why is anything in the first half hour sort of happening? I guess. No, it's I like, love it. I like you have it. you have incredulous Kirk, emotional Spock, in love chapel, sure, concerned sure. Bones. Like so many like good terrible check all... wig, yeah, yeah, and they're all wig. like interacting yeah. together, and you're just like, I don't know, like what's going on. 
because you don't know you don't know for a long time and, and i mean it's also annoying because it's like that uh like typical closed off man trope <laughs> but it's so well acted it is like there's Nimoy's, so many like there's so many has, great gestures yeah. Mima makes some great choices in this like he's just like the awkwardness of trying to explain things and, like, his, like, inability to control himself. Like, I, I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Like, the shaking hand with the Yeah. Neck, like, like, yeah. There's some I think really good choices. The good parts of this episode is how much Spock is in it. And how much Nimoy is oh, in yeah. it, to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. That Nimoy does a really good job here. Um, and, yeah, it's a lot of Spock in this episode. But, I don't know, maybe it is because I know where it's going and I've seen it. And it's hard to get back into that, like, first watch. Right. Um, because once you know what's going on, you're just kind of like, can can we get there? <laughs> like, um, we know we're going to get to Vulcan. Um, there's, a, there's a long drag out at the front end that I never remember in this episode. I guess it's... Well, yeah, yeah there sure is... you're going to get to Vulcan. Yeah. I mean, well, like, it could I mean... still be an episode, like, where they figure out a solution on the ship. Well, but we've seen the episode. We know I mean, we going, we so know, like... right? But a first time, <laughs> yeah. like you know, that's what we do in like like an art criticism. Well, it's and you like know, a first time listener, right? A first time reader. To be fair, yeah. I bet um, if they did any promotional stuff for this episode, if there were any, any ad buys for it, right? They showed Vulcan almost certainly. They showed Kirk so. and Spock fighting, um, which is like impossible to not put an ad for this, mm-hmm. and then and then of course then you know you're going to get Vulcan. So. Um, I, I I just think the balance of the suspense build to the actual action was a little low, um, or uh, low right. action to high. Yeah, there is a, difference a lot between of suspense and then just like plodding, right? Yeah, there's a lot of like we're going to Vulcan. No, we're not. We're going to Vulcan. Yeah. No, we're not. Like like they in, like Chekhov and Sulu yeah. even comment on it. So. I think the Chekhov Sulu stuff is great. Honestly. Yeah, it is actually. Like, it's and really it's great. the first checkoff, right? If I if I recall correctly, this is uh, the first checkoff. I mean, in um, in air in order. order, yeah, in airing order, it is. And it's yeah. great. It's a great introduction. And oh my god, the wag. Well, I like his banter. So yeah, him and Sulu's banter is is just so. Great. It is great. Yeah, no, it's. Really I think this is one of the episodes that like started like the trope of them as friends. I that would make sense. Um. But yeah, but, his wig is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. You know what? The more I see him in the wig, like the more it grows on me over time. No, never. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Really? Just me? Yeah, it is. It's just you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a terrible wig. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. but uh, oh, yeah. What's that banter line in there? That checkup? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I think I'm going to get space sick. oh okay so we are we in like sick bay first or like kirk's quarters first or like kind of both i honestly don't remember um (laughs) the first half like honestly the first half of the episode is just they're on the enterprise they're trying to figure out what's wrong with spock there's the mildly awkward stuff with christine and like Spock being weird, and then they're like, okay, we're finally going to go to Vulcan. And then we're at Vulcan, and then all the fun stuff happens. So let's just go to Vulcan. Which is <laughs> no, kind of no, my argument, I, right? Guys, I have like a page in my card. So yeah. We can't do that, Abby. <laughs> this, is, this, is my, this is my thought on it, of like, you really don't need... I mean, there are parts of the front end that are good. 
but they just kind of hit the same notes over and over and over. Yeah, and, over. and then we go to Vulcan uh, and it's cool. <laughs> no, so first of all, Bones figures out he's going to die because he's such a good doctor, even though he has no access to their medical journals. And he's going to die within exactly eight days, which is very convenient. And he says a week, that they have eight days the on the outside. Um, and I mean, yeah, it feels like good enough doctrine. Uh, also, Kirk definitely promises uh, confidentiality, and I feel like he's a mandated reporter. So, I'm just <laughs> throw that out there. Well, but what um, would but he this be, isn't, yeah, what this would he isn't, be reporting? Yeah. There's I nothing for him to report. Yeah, it's it's confidential personal information, right? Yeah. Essentially. But, like, I feel like if he had just told Starfleet, like, I have, like, a sick crew member, it's imperative they get to their homeworld or they're gonna die... Like, that could have solved a lot of this real fast. I don't know. I, I doubt it. They seemed pretty, like... Although, it's funny because they're so, like, hell-bent on getting to the planet that with the diplomatic stuff, blah, 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 and, and the Admiral's like, you need to get there. And Kirk's like, but we need to go to Vulcan. And then the Admiral's like, you need to get there, though. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, never mind, you can go to Vulcan, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a name? late reveal. Called it in. Well, but she called it in, but she had never been told, nor would there have ever been any reason to tell her that they diverted the Enterprise to go there. No. Yeah, that's a loophole that um, fully makes sense. Yeah, so that one, that was one of those like last minute beats that I was like, "This is this." They always do this, right? They always set things up, and you're like, "Oh, cool! It's gonna be, it's a good ending." And then they tr they push for one more thing. They get greedy, and they say something dumb. Yeah, um, I don't know. Was... It's not that dumb because, like, they she did know, right? Like, as soon as they like diverted, presumably she would have been alerted because she was like the master of the ceremonies, and presumably she's like been around long enough, right? Like, she was offered some high up Starfleet position. They said so. Presumably, she's been around long enough to like understand how Starfleet works and that they're but full she didn't of this bureaucratic know, she, nonsense. She didn't know that they were going to a different planet, right? Like, she didn't know the. Yes, she presumably did because she was told they were going there, and then she was told they were they weren't going there, and then she was told they were going there. I don't think they were they ever. There. I don't think they ever made contact with Vulcan, right? The only person who would have done that would have been Spock. And he was just going there. Right? No, that's no... not true. Like, as soon as you have a flight plan, you're contacting your destination. Uh, so I mean, that... if if you're working with, like, an air traffic controller in the United States of America in, in modern times, but not, like, Starfleet flying to a planet. Like... Uh, I don't think that's true, necessarily. Like, Vulcan Spock knew was they also, were coming. Spock was also doing this um, not... He was doing this on a time frame that had already been set, right? They knew he was coming because uh, is it Tepang knew he was coming to because they're to Pring. To Paul, that's a knew it. he was coming <laughs> um, because of their mind link or whatever, right? Like they didn't need mm. to call it in. She was like, "He'll be here." Um, I think it makes more sense than you're saying. I think but... there's a lot of assumptions you have to build in to Which is fine. I like you worded in at the end. <laughs> Yeah. But I also I love that conversation Spock and Kirk have with the best, like, back and forth ever of, it's a matter of Vulcan biology. You mean the biology of Vulcans? <laughs> <laughs> and then the look Spock gives him of, like, annoyance. I thought, you meant, oh, I thought you meant the next line where Kirk said, essentially says, biology, you mean reproduction? Uh, <laughs> it's like, 
Like, Kirk thinks that the like, only thing you learn about in biology is reproduction. Like, which I checks mean, out. Checks out. <laughs> it's amazing. But, yeah, it was a big jump there to be like, really, Kirk? That um, whole conversation, though, is great because Nimoy is acting so awkward. Like, he's just like, this is the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> I and I it. love it, and it's perfect. Well, and I don't know if you guys heard the music there, but this, like, soundtrack is one of the, like... That music, the best I have ones. a note about the music when he explains Ponfar, and it is, I found it weird. <laughs> it's, because it's the fight theme, but it's been slowed yeah, way, so... way down, and it's it put in the weird. muted trumpet, and it's got this, like, sort of, like, jazz, like, syncopated background. It was weird. No, was uh, I'm gonna... Weird. Like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Chelsea on this one, that this one is really well done. Uh... But no, I, I love I, it. I like the soundtrack for the most part, but I found the music in that specific part really weird. Really weird. Oh, no, I agree with you. It's, it's very strange. And and oh and then when Spock says he must return home and die, and the music completely cuts out, and again it's just diegetic silence, like like just like it's so silent, like a pin could drop. Like it's the the composers of these scores when they get the money to do a score for an episode, like they know how to yeah. um like write and like build tension, which is what you were saying before, Abby. Like it's it's well done. Um. I also liked it when Spock plays the string liar and then smashes oh, yeah. his computer. <laughs> Both oh, yeah. those things. It's great. It's fantastic. And then, then Ch- Chapel comes in and like I, I got really nervous because I forgot what happened and I was like, oh, please don't wake him up. Please don't wake him up. It's scary. I don't <laughs> want you to get hurt. And then he's actually nice to her and it's fine. And that's it, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think about what Picard would have done? Uh, if he was in whose shoes? Kirk's? Kirk's, yeah. Um, I think Picard would have been like, take a shuttle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yep. <laughs> um, Problem solved. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> boy, this happens at one point, right? Isn't this a... I feel like there's a Worf sub... Maybe not even the subplot. There's a long, a long Worf plot about like Worf has to leave... And he won't tell him why or something. I think it's, boy, I'm half remembering this episode. It's like a season five or six, I think. But um, yeah, isn't it the House of Moog stuff? Isn't yeah. That? Oh yeah. yeah. And Picard essentially says, like, you know, uh, I forget. But I just you, but he goes with him to Klingon though. He goes no, I think he's the second, and that's when he like. I, I think this is the one with the, um, I think this is season six. It's the one with the Romulan Klingon colony with the Kittimer, um. Oh, the Kittimer massacre and the, the, the refugees. That, like, and like, yeah. And when, he's, is, when he's looking for proof that his father didn't. Yeah, something like that. Isn't it criminal? In any case, <laughs> I forget what Picard does there, so it doesn't matter anyway. But, yeah. um, I think Picard handles it, oh, what, right? But he also gives well, work yeah. a shuttle, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's that's what makes sense. It's just like, oh, we have to go do this thing, but like, you have leave, take a shuttle. It's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, and they it. have the shuttles, right? We, they've had yeah. Galileo Seven season one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just take a shuttle, Spock. Just take a shuttle. Oh my god, it's great. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad we decided that. I anyway, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Did you like uh, Spock's quarters, uh, Abby? Yeah, obviously, it's awesome. It looked like a looked like a party city in in October. Um, <laughs> um had that, red like, lights were over the he top, had the guys. like thing holding it's the cauldron soothing, with the, like, the lights different soothing. colored lights 
Yeah. Is it soothing? The I red found wine? it. I found it soothing. <laughs> it's the right time of year. You know, it's... It's spooky I, season. I forget when this one will air. I, this might not be till November, but... Um, it's spooky season. It's fine. Spooky season. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. During that chapel scene, I had another note about the music. That's that really high cello, which, uh, like, is also exceptionally, like, beautiful. It's this high, like, solo cello going like... Doo, 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 doo. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> It's just okay. such a good score. Sorry, guys. If I was on like a music podcast, like I totally talk about it. I don't remember that one, but it's so good. Anyway, uh, okay, fine, Abby. Do you want to get down to Vulcan? But we have to get down there because that scene in the elevator where he like asks Kirk, and Bones looks so sad, and then he asks Bones, and Bones is so happy. That's like my favorite scene in all of Trek. Of course okay. it is. That is a good That's all I, I do. To say. I do like that because it's you know, by tradition the male is accompanied by his closest friends, and that is nice. And then it's, nice. it's Kirk, and you're like, oh yeah, that checks. Yeah. But well, but first Bones we have the, included. Yeah, but first we have the scene on the bridge where like T'Pring shows up, and she's like, "Hello, Spock," and they have that little exchange, <sighs> and and then Uhura is like, "She's pretty. Who is she?" and Back's like my wife, and then you see Christine go, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone go, Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's yeah. like a really quick reveal for all the suspense they built. Like, it felt like a quick reveal of more than everything very quickly against everything they'd done, which I don't know. Also, aren't they kind of fiancés? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. but it, like it seemed to be, they were gonna be his well. No, he says he, he says, says like when they were chill. Yeah, well, yeah, he says like when we were children, we were given to each other. It's less. It, it's more than an engagement, less than a marriage. That was kind yeah. of the like. So it's like he's they're not quite married, but they are connected, and it's a they're little bit married. Yeah, yeah they and did they're like a, well, they did a mind melt to some degree right they like yeah 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 they're connected to some reason but yeah okay but then they go to vulcan and you see vulcan and it's super cool and they go to like there's dramatic music with lots of timpani and it was very cool and i liked it a lot (laughs) so when i oh sorry i was gonna say when i watched the remastered like documentary on this they oh is that what you're gonna say paul yeah well i was wondering no i was just Wondering what it looked like in the non-remastered. Oh, it wasn't. So that whole scene of them walking across the bridge, the yep. like land bridge, wasn't there. Okay. It was just like more like background, like like more zoomed out of that like painted background. And they added that in, and they said it was one of the only spots where they like um, like added in like actors, like CGI actors, basically because it was uh, in the whole series because they just thought it like really needed to be there. And I totally agree. I think it's, it's beautiful. It's a good scene, yeah. Like, the sets are beautiful. The background's beautiful. Um, it's just gorgeous. The costumes are rad. The only thing oh I my wish God, the they... Costumes. The only thing I wish they'd done, though, is I wish they'd... Once they went down to the planet, I wish they'd put Spock in traditional Vulcan clothing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I think that would have added a lot to the whole thing. I just think it would have been... Or even choice. he could have changed in his quarters before he went down right, right. that's might, that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing like if he had either on the planet or before they go to the planet if he had changed into like traditional clothing i think that would have been a good idea but, but i kind of like that he's not in it because it just continues to showcase what an outsider he is which is essentially what to, to bring sights as like the reason well no she, her her whole thing is like she doesn't want to be the consort of a legend which i understand yeah. like that sure. is a legitimate 
thing to not want to do. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he, yeah. but like he's a legend because he's like doing all these outside stuff. Well, yeah, but like, but that's I, I think it's a completely. I don't think it's because he's in Starfleet. I think it's because he's like in the flagship and he's like he does a yep. lot of heroic stuff. And I think she's just like I don't want to be part of that. That's too much for me. And I understand and think that is acceptable. But yeah, she's also boning that bro, whatever it is. Well, name. yeah, but like, <laughs> what's his name? Like Storm or something? Strom? 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 I think maybe. Stom? I think it ends whatever. with an N. It doesn't matter, uh, bro. He, he doesn't matter. But <laughs> I do think Tapau's like pantsuit with that cape is the oh greatest thing that's ever <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I like all their costumes. I like the Pauls, I like the Prangs, I like yeah, the Yeah, to bring with her glitter tights. Her glitter oh, the glitter tights, are, tights awesome. are just a 10 out of 10. That wig, mm-hmm. like the 60s wigs, the, um, uh, the like, the bros with the helmets. Um, yeah. Everybody looks mention, awesome. Their props, the belts oh, yeah. they use, like, all that musical oh, I love the wind the, chimes in the corners, yeah. yeah. The, the, sh- the gong. Uh, like, um, the gong that breaks. Yeah, the tinfoil armor. Oh, my God. Super cool. Yeah, it's clear they still had money to build sets and buy props. uh, Yes. Yeah, but you can tell this was one of the first stuff. They had a ton of money. Right? Sets, props, costumes, uh, extras, um, uh, music. uh, Like, everything, you know, was was big money in this one. I like that Spock pledges his life for them. I bet you liked that, Abby. I did. I did like it. (laughs) It She says no is in air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I did not like how... Supreme is going to become the property of the victor. Direct quote. Sure. I cannot. Yeah, that's a... I blame the 60s for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I super blame them. But, like, T'Pau seems to have, like, a lot of power and, like, be super cool and stuff. And, like, Kirk knows who she is because she she's right. so awesome. She's so I have... Fan. Okay, here's the thing with T'Pau. I have headcanon. That I, you cannot convince me otherwise, she is Spock's grandmother. The end. Nothing you could say could change my mind on that one. (laughs) I mean, mean, it it makes sense because she's there. Like, why else would someone so high up be there? Exactly. That is why, in my head, she is Spock's grandmother and nothing anyone says can change my mind. (laughs) Is that in something? Is that in, like, one of the books? I don't know. I didn't go look. I didn't go look in memory beta. Uh, but I, that is just my headcanon. I was watching this and going, the only reason this like super fancy Vulcan lady who's on the council and cool and stuff is, is, (laughs) is in charge of Spock's wedding ceremony is because she is related to him and she's definitely his grandmother. And that is, that is the facts. No, no one. No one break my dreams. Thank you. Um, I'll accept it. Good. We're all in agreement. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Now we get to the fun part where T'Pring is like, uh, Kirk's fighting for me. The end. <laughs> oh my god. So this is just an example. Like, I love Kirk. He's my favorite captain. We all know that. But like, why on God's green earth would Kirk accept this without asking at least a few questions? <laughs> because he's Kirk, and that's yeah. what he does. He just is like, yeah, sure, whatever, this will be fine. Like, that's how he rolls. Because he never it usually, asks questions. Because it, it usually works out for him. Because <laughs> it does. <laughs> and, like, it did, but it only worked out because Bones was so much smarter here. Yeah. Like, that's Bones, the yeah. only reason. Bones was, like, Bones was, like, 
really prepared for this for no reason. It's another. It's another one of those where like Bones's pouch. Bones's pouch is like a bag of holding that has every medicine in it. Super does because yeah, it's like first off the what presumably make believe medicine he came up with to be like this will help you breathe better, but then he he gives this other thing um, that makes him appear dead, which is you know a classic trope too. Yeah, well, um, the Triox compound, they often cite that. Yeah, so that's I'm okay super, with that super trope. But, but, but yeah, like the knockout drug that also like makes your vitals go down to apparently almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very convenient. It kicked in right when Spock was choking him and yeah. then Spock choked him and didn't like stab him. Yeah, it would have been great if Kirk was just like, whoa, getting sleepy. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just Spock down, just yeah. cuts him in half or something. Mm, uh, that would be more awkward. But it's such a good fight scene. No, it is. The choreography, yeah, the choreography is great. Like, it is a good fight. They have some great stuff happening. I liked it a lot. And And it's quoted everywhere. Yeah, and, like, switching all the weapons and, like, they have the weird axe things and they have the weird rope things and then, like, then they're just hand-to-hand because reasons and... (laughs) When Kirk gets handed the the rope thing, he's just like, what? (laughs) What is... Yeah, yeah, I was also confused the first time I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you do with it? And then Spock immediately almost kills him. Yep. Well, I mean, well, the him. only thing... All right, so the only thing with the fight that I am a little bit like, um, so isn't... Aren't Vulcans supposed to be, like, stronger than humans? Yeah. Isn't yes. that a thing? Okay. And isn't Spock, like, heightened because of the Ponfar? And Significant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't he, uh, like, take Kirk out, like, in five seconds? Yeah. Yeah, and it, this, it's already been established in this. Like, it was first established, I think, in The Naked Time, which is, like, the third or fourth episode airing time. Mm-hmm. Um, when Spock beats up Kirk. Yeah, the like, first time. yeah, I feel like this, I, I don't, I have, yeah, and, and, and especially before, I mean, Bones doesn't give him a thing to make him breathe better in the thinner atmosphere of Vulcan, but, like, even before that, like, Kirk would be struggling anyway because of the Vulcan atmosphere, and also I mean, he's fought, like, I don't know, man, said, I just. That said, Spock would be to some degree, too, since he's acclimated to, um, these denser atmospheres and ship atmospheres. So, like... Maybe. Just, that's true. So, Maybe. I don't know. Oh. That's the only thing with the fight that I go, oh, this wouldn't last this long. <laughs> Unless the read is that, like, Spock is so out of his mind delirious. Like, that's the only thing I can think of if, uh... uh oh my god, what was I even saying, guys? <laughs> but that he's delusional, right? That he's not... Oh, yeah, that he's, like, basically, yeah, like, delusional yeah, yeah. with, um, like, uh, with hormones or, like... Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, he I, wouldn't I think, be logical, uh, but he'd be strong still. That's but like, yeah, that's. I the mean, thing. yeah. I I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't think that makes particular sense unless, like, his. I don't know. It somehow affects it as well. Yeah. I yeah, don't I don't know. I don't know. It is a weird. Uh, Ponfar is definitely a weird thing. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. It's a, I, it. Yeah. It is very strange for the 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 people of Vulcan. Right? Yeah. And for, like, how we're introduced to them in TOS, which is basically this episode and um, the one with Romulan Sarek, but when he's Vulcan Sarek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Journey to Babel. <laughs> Vulcan Sarek, you know what I mean. Just Sarek. You can just say yeah. Sarek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to just, dis- dis- no, because in my mind, he's actually Romulan Sarek. 
<laughs> and so, like, thinking of him as a regular Sarek is, like, uh, because he's a much bigger player in that episode. Sure. In, yeah. Anyway. In Journey to Babel. Sure. Anyway. Um, I also like the sad trombone music at the end there. I know I've mentioned the music a lot, guys. Uh, do you want to talk about Spock's awesome line, Abby? Is the... I sh- when, just just on. Oh, the... Yeah, that's, oh, that yeah, is yeah. a good one. The having is... Not as you may good find as that the wanting. Whatever having is not so pleasing as wanting. It is not illogical. It is not logical, but it's true often. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's pretty good. But it's also not... kind of a like, ooh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's rejecting to bring at the end there. More or less. Although he does give her like the highest compliment of like, that is eminently logical. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, divorced. <laughs> Also, he didn't yeah. have to do a lot to divorce her. Well, I don't think... I think the read is right. She has already rejected him. It's one of these, like, you can't fire me, I quit sort of situations. But he a won bit, the yeah. combat. He won So the... he won her. So, so he has to reject her at the yeah. end. But it's and all part of And she's like, I knew you would reject me for, yeah. like, for rejecting you. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's where they have, like, like the... This was all, like, when she reveals what her plan was, he was like, that is very logical. And she goes, yeah, I know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think yeah. that when when that happens, when she explains her reasoning and, and Spock's listening to it, I do think that that moment where she's like, thank you, I think that is a pure moment of, like, they understand each other, and that is, like, he is actually... He's not being sarcastic, she's not, like... They do actually mean it, and it's not... I oh think yeah, it's a really nice I get moment for the them. distinct impression he he respects her a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I, I think that that scene is that's is not really the issue for that. But yeah. yeah, also I don't think Stan speaks. He does um, one time. Did he, he say something? Uh, yeah, because he yes. says like that's not the plan we agreed to or something. You know. Yeah. Uh, he, oh like, yeah. When she, when she chooses Kirk, yeah, he seems kind of a himbo. Um, <laughs> why, why would he want, like, he does not seem that good. Like, he, maybe he's really good in bed. Who knows? Like, I don't know, uh, whatever. And he's There's there. No he's on Vulcan. So, like, I mean, I guess on, that's it. Well, and, like, some people, like, she's obviously smarter than he is. So, like, yeah. some people just, like, I want to be the smart one in the relationship, and that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, because obviously, like, choosing Kirk was ingenious. She knows oh yeah, she can't no, win. she's yeah. she's super smart. Like she has this down. She absolutely and knows like what she's now Stan is going to be uninjured. Like yeah, oh like she's, she's so smart. She's <laughs> so smart. <laughs> but yeah, I do love, I love it. And then and then there's the like we think Kirk is dead and everything's sad and they beam up to the Enterprise oh, and then and then the they have that T'Pau and and Spock have that live long and prosper and I shall do neither. I have killed my captain. And my That's friend. the Borg. <laughs> oh, so it's That's so lovely. It's but beautiful. it is so uh fun things that it, this is the first time we see the Vulcan salute and live long and prosper. I really so that's know. fun. Yep, it is. Because this is the first episode in um in order that we've seen Vulcans who aren't Spock. Okay, that makes sense. So, oh yeah, because like, Journey to Babel is later, right? Season yep, two. it is. So uh this is the first time we see any of that which is great yeah and then we go back to the ship and spock's real sad and he's like i want to turn myself in and then kirk's like you don't get to make choices it's my ship and like scotty's in command scotty's in command now 
Yeah. Oh my god, I love that scene. I like when uh, Spock smiles. It's so precious. And he like it can't is. stop looking at Bones and Christine because then they've seen him smiling. Yeah. It's a really interesting break, right? Because it's very much um, especially when you, you, you know, see other um, production videos and things like that of, of Leonard Nimoy. Like, it's a very Nimoy smile. Yeah, um, it is. And it's like, it's, that's the only time you ever see it in TOS. Like, that's the only time he realistically breaks Spock, breaks character, mm-hmm. and just plays Nimoy realistically. It's um, I but like it's, it. it's, yeah, it's jarring um, because of and that. It's supposed it's meant to be. be. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be. I, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying, like, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a testament to, like, how strongly he keeps the Spock character on all the time. Yeah, because you know? every other time he breaks it, he's under the influence or spores of something, uh, you know. Or well, that's a good point. Spores. I don't. I don't think even on Spore Planet, he, he has smiles. like he, he smiles. smiles, but like he, it's yeah. a lesser smile, Planet. right? His head's in like when he's in her like lap and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so happy right now. Well, when he climbs the tree. Oh, that's when he true. Climbs the tree. Um, but he's not Spock there so it's fine the one thing we haven't talked about here are the stunt doubles because stunt doubles (laughs) (laughs) which um, again you're not wrong on a on a small you know whatever 10 inch black and white TV in the 60s with like low resolution you probably didn't notice but wow they are so so noticeable it Um, happens yeah and I'm not saying it is a their backs it's are to the cameras fun. some of the time. Well, there's always one of them with the back <laughs> of the camera, but like you could, yeah, yeah, some of the you time, could very <laughs> easily see <laughs> that it is not either of them. Oh it's, dear, um, it wasn't great. No, it's I mean, fine. and it's it's the campy, you know, like it's part of the the series. Um, but I love it. I love yeah. it too. It wouldn't be Star um, Trek without these horrible stunt double shots. <laughs> They're like, you can't tell. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> you can't tell it's that true. this person who's a different age and height and weight <laughs> is it's doing fine. something. They're wearing the same clothes. They're basically the yeah. same. Yeah. The hair is approximately the same color. The... Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Oh. I mean, you know, it's brown hair and brown hair. Not as dark brown and not as dark brown yeah, hair. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I also like the ending here. I know you guys don't like the cheesy endings all the time, but I like Bones as, oh yeah, you weren't emotional at all. In a pig's eye. I laughed for like 15 minutes. Of course the end. I, I think the ending, <laughs> up, up to the point where they get their like, Kirk gets his way out, right? He gets his like, his just plot armor of, of somebody covered for him, <laughs> right? If, if this episode was just left to hang and, like, maybe Kirk had to talk his way out of it, maybe he just said, yeah, well, this goes in my personal file or something. Sorry, I got there late. Like, if that just hung out there, that's fine. But he has to, he has to, they have to explicitly be like, okay, Kirk's still perfect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, spotless record. Which I, I think bet. is over yeah. the yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't think it was necessary that whatever yeah it's fine i don't actually mind the bones ending like it's kind of funny and yeah, i like the bone it, stuff like that's fine it's but yeah the like you won't be court-martialed it's all fine like to pow talk to us it's cool like that's <laughs> I don't, whatever i, I don't still like it i think it's amazing 
Oh my god. It's just like every single thing works out for Kirk every single time. I I empathize, Kirk. I get it. A lot works out for me too. Yes, it does. (laughs) To a freakish degree that I don't understand. I will never get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. That is not how my life works. It's just incredible that like, but yeah, but I don't like Ren is start like the flagship (laughs) of like an armada. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) But yeah, this oh, this episode was nominated for a Hugo. I so. think that's deserved. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a great episode of Star Trek. I think it is one of my favorite. It's probably in my top five. I give it a the top series. I'd it's definitely it a top my top dozen, five. probably. I mean, it it, I, it is a good episode. Like I said, I think like a lot of Trek episodes, you could tighten this one up probably to a half hour and not lose anything. Um. I think it's just a different pacing than today. Yeah. Well, and that's and, in oh, general. And like a lot of other Star Trek though too, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, act 1 is very long and very it little is. payout. They um, take too long to get to Vulcan. They should be yeah. at Vulcan much sooner. Well, there's a lot of episodes where like there's a quick beat before the credits and then they're on a planet and then they spend the whole time on the planet. So yeah, um, I mean, they could have even had... I, I'm glad they don't have a B-plot, because I like the kind of nothing takes away from Spock's plot. Sure. But there was time. There could have been a whole other well, thing and, going on. And some of it is they only have one set for Vulcan. If they had beamed down mm-hmm. to a Vulcan city or something. But, right. I mean, that's now probably doubling your budget, at least. Um, at least, yeah. That's so, expensive. Yeah, I, I see why they did it, but... Yeah. Messages? Sure. Go for it. I think you guys are going to like them. <laughs> The rare, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Uh, <laughs> in other words, uh, a rare duty isn't isn't as important as friendship episode. Like it's worth almost anything, a career, jail, whatever, to to like protect the life of your friends. Uh, we like hardly ever see that, right? It's because I I think I talk a lot about how it's often like duty is above everything, but uh, not mm-hmm. in this case. Do you like that, Abby? <laughs> I don't know. Responsibility is important. When you said, when you said you're gonna do something, you should do the thing that you said you're gonna do. I don't. Even if don't, it's the next know. message, which is bureaucracy is stupid and shouldn't be adhered to. Our common uh, message. I mean, some bureaucracy is stupid <laughs> and shouldn't be adhered to when they have stupid rules. Then it's you know when I say the rules are stupid, then you shouldn't pay. That really means something. You're about the most lawful person I know. <laughs> I mean, there have to be there have to be admiral Vulcans in the admiralty, right? Like right, like you'd so, think that it would be like correct. Yeah. You'd think that Spock would just send a message to someone and, and like give a code or something. Be like, yeah. you know, the bird flies at midnight, and they'd be like, <laughs> you know, now we have to go to Vulcan. Like, yeah, divert the ship immediately right, to Vulcan. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like, they're, oh my goodness. <laughs> the bird flies in the night. Right. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, but seriously, like, this is like a common problem, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like every seven years. Every... And if there's, depending on how many Vulcans there are at Starfleet, there'd be like one a month, probably. Like, right. so. <laughs> but no one has any record. Nope. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. Um, can we? Should we talk about? Let's read it from a um, uh, a feminist perspective. Sure. 
all women are property. Not to mm. mention they're conniving, calculating bitches mm. who are ruthless manipulators. Checks out. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's implied that like this was Tupring's only choice. So she was like forced into this and she was like only left with this one option to get out of it um, of something really important, like who she should be able to uh, like spend the rest of her life with. Um, so I guess like that's good. And at the same time, Tapao is presented as this super like calculating, ruthless, um, powerful awesome. woman. <laughs> I, I would awesome. say there's, yeah, there's definitely read there that like, this is a, a sort of weird and, you know, pretty dumb system that, um, that Topeng is sort of doing everything she can in that system to subvert that system. Right. She's like, well, this is a system I have. Um, and so <laughs> here's the, the plan I'm going to put in place perfectly in the system. Right. She doesn't break any rules. She doesn't break any laws. Um, she, uh, she uses that system to her, to her benefit. Advantage. Um, yeah. yeah so, so I think this is a, to, um, a, to pring or a, a, to, uh, a, um, it... gosh, what am I thinking? This is, <laughs> d- is this a DC Fontana? It is, right? No, it's a, it's a Pevney, I think, right? Or who, or no, Pevney directed, um, who wrote this one though? That's a good question. Um, cause this sure. just like reeks of having a woman on the writing team. Very, I mean, but I, I don't just... actually know that that's true. It's it's Ted Sturgeon, so he wrote Shirley even a mock time, and that's it. Wow, well, there you go. But didn't I? Did, she didn't like consult on this. She didn't like work on any of the drafts. Oh uh, right. yeah, she DC DC Fontana revised the second draft. Boom! Okay. <laughs> it just it reeks of a woman's perspective, right? Like like this is the only thing like left to her. Essentially, she has to do it. All right. And my favorite message, uh, which is a, uh, an actual good read, repression will have consequences. Yeah. You could read it that way. Sprock struggles to repress and it has consequences. The end. I'm done. <laughs> Yay, that was fun, guys. I like reading episodes when they're interesting and they have lots of interesting ways they can be read. The end. Can they all be like that, please? <laughs> Well, we only have two left, so... <laughs> maybe, maybe half of them. Um, but I can't remember what is the other one. Wait, do we do bingo first? No, we, we do, do a bunch uh, of things first. Antagonists. We do oh, a lot antagonists. of things first, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry, 76 episodes! And Chelsea has still not figured this out. <laughs> I don't know. That's also confusing. Wait, who's the antagonist? Is it I think it's Spock. Is it? Spock is the threat to the Enterprise. Spock is the thing that is diverting them from the mission. Spock is the thing that is fighting Captain Kirk. It's not Spock, though. It's like the disease that's like affecting Spock. No, no, but Spock is is very much like separated from the Enterprise. I'm okay with Spock being the antagonist. I'm okay with it. I mean, Kirk is what represents here the Enterprise, right? And he's fighting and killing Kirk, um, realistically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And but it's really it, the okay disease that's making him do that. Well, well it's, it's not, not a disease, disease, though, right? It's, well, it's, 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 it's biology. It's Vulcan biology. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a place where, like, he is putting the Enterprise in danger. In, not in danger of, like, getting blown up, but in danger of, like, missing this thing that they've been ordered to do. He's diverting it from course. He's, so, I mean... Uh, 
I'm good with Spock being... Again, he's not, like, yeah. yeah, the enemy of this episode, but he's definitely the antagonist. Antagonist. Certainly of the first half. And then yeah. it's hard to say he's not of the second half either, right? I'm, like you're, I'm you're good supposed with it. to You're supposed to be in Kirk's shoes probably more than Spock's in the second half, I would think. Well, in any case, <laughs> I, I find that I, if you guys want to put it down, I'm good with it. I mean, he doesn't have any alien powers that he uses really here, so is he at he's regular a, human level? Yeah, I mean, he's strong though. Um, I put him above Romulan Sarek. I think I don't is know he stronger I would, than Khan. I don't know that I'd put him up with Khan, but maybe more than M five. I think maybe right below Khan and right and right, oh, pretty high. And right above M five. Well, he is though. Like he's super smart, and in this. Pacey is like super strong and like he does all the things to like manipulate to get to Vulcan. Well, and furthermore, let's throw it out there. He actually would have killed Kirk. Oh, yeah. 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 And almost like none of these actually do kill Kirk. Khan, I mean, gets close. Khan gets close. close. But yeah, I think right under Khan. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Time for bingo, bingo time. Bingo time. It is. How are we feeling? How are we feeling about bingo? I mean, it's tropey. It is tropey. I still think probably no, but I want it to be bingo. (laughs) Is that helpful? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's all the Vulcan stuff. There's Sulu and Chekhov. I mean, they plot a course. Did Chekhov say anything about Russia, though? No, but Sulu plots a course, I think, if that's the Sulu thing. Um, Okay. Does... Uh, you heard her say... Oh, Chapel's there. Does you heard her say the channels are open? I don't, I don't think I she don't does. I don't think so. Maybe Bones doesn't even drink, does he? No. Oh, this is the worst! Um, they're not trapped on the planet. Like, nope. nothing Their doesn't work. Their weapons work. work. <laughs> Their communicators work. <laughs> so, they do have a point at the end where they could have said three to beam up, and he says, prepare to beam up the landing party. Um, I know, I was very upset about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a reach on Bingo, I bet. I don't think we did it. What do you think, Gabs? Well, she doesn't think she knows, but... I I know. I I have it in front of me. (laughs) And we did not. No, no, no. And no clarifiers? No clarifiers. Um, And actually, uh, Sulu doesn't set the course. Chekhov does. Um, Oh, dang! That did not not happen. But uh, Spock says illogical. There's a recurring actor. Nurse Chapel's there. There's Captain's Log. Kirk has a ripped shirt moment, which is great. Uh, Spock shows emotion, and there is a mind meld uh, between T'Pau and Spock for a very yeah, short yeah. period. So, oh, like, yeah, um, that's so there's a mind meld, but there's no like nerve pinch or anything. But uh, yeah, that's it though. Like, there's not a whole lot. There's some stuff, but it's not. Yeah, and, and yeah. So, and it was well, kind of all, all over the sheets. It's so. all very specific Vulcan stuff. So it's not like we got a range. Yeah, of we didn't get a range right. of things. It was mostly just Vulcan stuff. So yeah. so yeah, it was. Yeah, we had stuff, but it wasn't enough. Not enough. Not this time. Only two more times. I'm going with Private Little War. No, because that's the only one I remember. What's the other one? I've been guessing Private Little War. I've been guessing Private Little War forever. So I guess the other one. The other one is Errand of Mercy. I'd I'd actually rather do Errand of Mercy first because I I like. I think I like Private Little War. Wait. So you're. Wait. Wait. Are you guessing though? I want credit if I'm going to get it. Well, I mean, which one do you want? Now that you know both of them. All right. I'll take Errand of Mercy. Okay. Private Little War. Yeah. He's been saying it for months. It's a Chelsea. It's Aaron and Mercy. <laughs> Do I get a prize? 
No. <laughs> With a war with Klingons raging, Kirk and Spock attempt to resist an occupation of a planet with incomprehensibly placid natives. Boy, these are two, like, very similar episodes. Similar episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that could have literally been the description of the other one. Because Private Little War is, is very similar, and they're both Klingon episodes. We've already said this, but, like, yeah. yeah it's cool to have yeah, this two is be, This is a great end. juxtaposition. This is one of the times when the um, drawing out of a hat really works well for us. Yeah. I mean, I like drawing out of a hat. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I've liked it the whole time, frankly. <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed it. It makes me happy. <laughs> I liked decorating as a block pack. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so listeners, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 3 to beam up. 3dbmup.com. I don't know. Anyway, uh, info at 3dbmup.com for email if you want to say hey. Uh, and don't forget to join us next time for Errand of Mercy. Keep on trucking. <laughs>